You are freaking African Americans plus Mark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which I'm rocking with Mark because Mark is rocking with us. This is play-by-play -play analysis Devin Nashby on the mic So you know it's hella lit Better plug your headphones in On Apple Podcasts And we up on Spotify Ooh, On Anchor too. No parachute, we so fly We talking sports and music What's the newest in that culture Better stream, yeah, you better tune in It ain't gonna cost ya We talking sports and music What's the newest, got exclusive Yeah, we do this play-by-play -play. Follow the page, eh? If you don't know, don't worry about it Jamal, what is happening, young blood? What is going on, sir? How is everything in the world of ignorant Lantia? You know, everything is good. NATO, let's go. Alien invasion? Nigga, I will eat you. Anything below 40 degrees? Hey, chill out, chill out with all that. It don't need all that. It don't need. Ain't no need at all. I hate that shit up here. And whatever that system is, it's coming up this direction uh, later this week, I'm assuming, because it's, it's going to get freezing cold coming up here soon. But this is the Play-By-Play -play Analysis Podcast. It's your boy, Devin Ashby, SKA Play-By-Play. -play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. This is the conference championship edition of the play-by-play -play analysis. We are here to discuss the two teams that are now going to represent the NFC and AFC in the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles. Probably not too surprising that either one of them have gotten where they are. But we're here to talk about it. We're here to discuss the games that we saw, or at least one of the games that we saw, because I don't even know if it's... Matter of fact, let's just start with it out. Let's just get it out the way. So, what the fuck happened against the 49ers? Like, what, what the fuck happened? Man, you know, sometimes you're able to overcome your bad luck, and other times, man, it's just not your day. Because if we can look back at the 49ers season, Trey Lance gets hurt pretty early in the year. I believe it was like week four or five, something like that. They're like, damn, it's a good thing we have Jimmy G as your insurance policy. And it's not like Jimmy G is dynamic, but Jimmy G knows what it takes to win, and most of the time he can get the job done. He gets hurt. Oh, damn, what we going to do now? We got our third-string rookie. Brock Purdy come in. And Brock Purdy get, gets dirty. He gets down to work. He, he's winning ball games. Like, dang, 49ers? What is y'all scouting department looking like? And then finally, the, the sun shines on a dog's ass every now and again. That was a fucking eclipse. Brock Purdy gets hurt. And then this no name black guy, I, something, Johnson, I don't even remember. Josh that. Johnson has been in the league 10 years. Let's put some respect on that nigga's name. Yeah, he actually, this is second stint with the 49ers. It's probably going to be his last after, you know, but it, um, 
Yeah, he he's been around for a while. I remember him when he was a rookie, like because he played against my team. That was his first start. It was against the Washington. I, I have no idea who the dude was, but yeah, I don't think he I, did after tonight. Sort of, you know, that quarterback getting hurt. Basically, the white man running the football, he can only do so much. And you know, without your quarterback, that essentially cuts off fifty percent of your game because you. You can't throw the ball, or for at least for the 49ers, they only have the threat of throwing the ball. So they, they took the L. Philly played damn good. Eventually they woke up, and, you know, your defense can only hold out so long before if you don't put no points up. Philadelphia's defense is disgusting. Like, that, the defense is bully. This, this just felt like an old-fashioned NFC like slugfest in this in a sense. Like, you know, just two teams built on tough trench warfare. The Eagles offensive and defensive line are almost unfair at this point. I feel like watching the University of Alabama or somebody. Shit is crazy. You and know? you know what? Last year my Chargers were charging again and they uh they let our leading tackler go and sign with the Eagles for only $3 million more than what we offered him. So, Kazir White, shout out to you, man. I, I, I love to see my guys do well in life, and Kazir was always a good player for us, so shout out to you. And you know what? you got to love a young black quarterback getting his chance in the Super Bowl, baby. Two of them this time around. We got two black quarterbacks for the first time ever, but we're going to get to that later. Speaking of which, the other quarterback, um, our fellow African-Americans plus Mark, Patrick Mahomes. He's the African-Americans and he's Mark. So, you know, he, he's half African-American and half Mark, you know, rocking with him because he's rocking with us, you know. But I'm going to tell you, that, 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 that Chiefs and Bengals game really was just – it had everything, you know? The game is all... See, I, I think we need to put it to bed now that, oh, the Bills and Chiefs is the next big rivalry. Fuck no. Bengals and Chiefs, because the Bengals actually beat them three out of the last four times. The Bills can't beat them, can't never beat them in the playoffs. You know? So, Bengals and Bills, you know, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr, Joe Burr, whatever you want to call them. But him and his team was doing a little bit of talking this week. Well, I, I mean, he, not so much. But, like, you know, you, you got Jamar Chase talking about we're going to walk in their trap and take over their trap. You know, you got the mayor of Cincinnati saying that Burrow is their daddy. You got Mike Hilton calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. Um, yeah. And then what proceeded to happen was a physical ass whooping, even though it was a good game. But, like... That defense came to play. Five sacks, two interceptions, just really making life difficult, you know. And even when players were giving up, you know, they kept coming. Like, both teams would not give up. That was a good damn game. That's what I thought we were going to get in the first game. Well, if, if we being real about it, That game was a pretty physical ass whooping too. It was. It just had more points. It definitely did. And you, you know what? I think the Bengals in the city of Cincinnati learned a valuable lesson. 
as to shut the Travis, fuck up as Travis Kelsey then and there pointed out know your role and shut your mouth you jabroni you are the jabroni I ain't heard that word in a good number of years Dwayne the Rock Johnson shout out to him Man, ain't no one called me a jabroni except my much older cousin who was a horrible influence on me in the early 2000s. That's what I'm saying. I ain't heard the word jabroni from anybody our age. It's been a minute since I've been called a jabroni. I didn't know anybody knew that word. If anybody, I figured George Kittle would know that word because, you know, he's a big wrestling guy. But he exactly. wasn't playing. So. But, but the point of it is, is a Josh Allen at this point, Josh Allen got to get over the Joe Burrow hump before he even tried to talk to uh, Pat Mahomes. I was about to say, the Chiefs might be bumped down to third place in their own conference. Bumped yeah. down to third place? Yeah, because everybody was trying to put them up with the Chiefs and like, oh, yeah, then, you know, it's the rivalry because Josh Allen and Mahomes, and it's like, no, Burrow beats them. Josh I mean, up until up until last night, Joe, Joe Burrow was undefeated against Pat Mahomes. Exactly, exactly. You know, it, and it, I, can, can we talk about the dumbest play of the night? Oh yeah, no, I was getting to it, and this was so unfortunate. But it's just like, what in the hell are you thinking about? You don't have to hit like. I understand hustling to the ball. I understand trying to make a play for your teammates. And I'm never going to blame a dude for trying too hard. But, dog, he was so clearly out of bounds. Like, you had to know he was out of bounds. He's got a bad ankle. He's not really a runner anyway, but he's even less of a runner now with a bad ankle. You got to know he's really not trying to do nothing other than pick up the first down. And if you don't hit him, that's a 15-yard difference. The, the field goal kick was like 45 yards to win. You don't hit them. That's a 60-yard field goal attempt. And who's to say he, they probably don't try to attempt it? I don't know. And it's not a guarantee that they would have missed whatever. But, like, 60 yards versus 45 is a complete, like, you just can't fucking do that. Oh, you just leave the man alone. You don't touch him. You go to overtime. I can't tell you what would happen in overtime, but I would tell you at least get a shot. That's about to say because at least we, get a chance. We still haven't gotten to see these new overtime rules yet. They made a rule for one game last year, and it wasn't even necessary. It wasn't, and now and now look at you. You was on on the bench crying. No, nigga, you did this. That's why I'm you crying. You gotta. I, I don't want to see you cry. I would say, "Hey, fam, go in the locker room right now." You're not getting on this plane for your own safety. You're not getting on this plane. That did happen though. You saw the video of like the other dude walking in the locker room, like, "Yo, why the fuck you hit him?" Like, I I understand you can never bring everything down to one play in a game because both teams had ample opportunities to pull away. Both right. teams. Both teams have opportunity to 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 win the game, but this one play was just dog. The difference is every kicker in the NFL can make a forty-five yard field goal. 
If you can't, you should. You don't need to be in the NFL. Shout Except Brett Maher. Maher. I was about to say. Shout out Brett Maher. A 60-yard field goal? There's one guy in the NFL who's making a 60-yard field goal, and guess what? He's not in the playoffs right now. Right. Justin Tucker did not make the playoffs this year. Right. Thus, come on, man. And you know, you know who can't go blameless through this entire series, through this entire game? I know y'all love him. I know that's y'all favorite white boy. Joseph. But Joe Burrow threw. Joe Burrow threw two picks. And he got sacked five times. Joseph Devontae Burrow. The first one was horrendous. The first pick he threw was horrendous. You have no business throwing that one. The second one, if you would have led T. Higgins just a it little got, bit. It got tipped, but also it, it, the ball should have been placed better. Yeah, it should have been better placement, which... You know, he threw a ball like that earlier in the game and Jamar jumped over two people. So I can see the mindset. But at the same time, like, yeah, you can't do that. And then them five sacks. Not entirely his fault, but like, yeah. The thing is, you get sacked five times, you can get out of two of them. Right. And four of them in the first half. So you, Joe Burrow, you did. And I've been telling y'all this. I, at no point do I ever say Joe Burrow is not a, is not a good quarterback. At no point, a really good quarterback. But I did. Oh y'all, I was riding that dick like a rodeo show all last playoffs, all last time when he got to the Super Bowl. I was telling y'all, you didn't get to the Super Bowl because of Joe Burrow. I'm not saying you got to him in spite of Joe Burrow. He he's not, you know, Jimmy G out there. But go look at his numbers last year in the playoffs. They were not great. They were nothing special. Just like in today's game, he wasn't bad. I mean, I can't call good because you can't throw two interceptions and call that a good game. But, hey, y'all know the rules. Quarterback get all blame. Quarterback get all credit. You lose, got to take all the blame. Exactly. His teammates was writing checks he couldn't cash. Calling it Burl Head, bro. Like, you could have called it so many other things. Bangle Head, you know, to shift the blame to everybody instead of putting a target on Burl's back. The mayor. I would have. Like, we, we had, I think, calling it, uh, what is it? Bingle Head would have been better. Like, hey, if I'm Joe Burl, hey, hey, why y'all putting that target on my head? You got the mayor of, of Cincinnati talking about Burrow is Mahomes' daddy. I'm like, bro, how many different targets are y'all going to put on my back, bro? What do you say fuck me for? Like, <laughs> yo, what are we doing here? And, and then I, I just want to know, is the mayor of Cincinnati from Cincinnati? I'm like, I don't even know. Hey, you, you're talking a lot of respect from a place you're not from. And it's funny because, like, a, a, a co-worker of mine who resides in the Ohio area said he is, in fact, a jabroni. So there we go. You know, yeah. so you heard it here first. You know, you know. Side note: I gotta go back to the to the first game real quick because it's something that we have not addressed that needs to be addressed. Trent Williams is a fucking is a is a bodyguard. That nigga is a bouncer. That 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 Trent Williams is a massive human being. I've never seen a man that strong and that powerful. Just don't even know what to do with himself. Trent Williams probably could have fought that entire team by himself. 
That nigga is a fortified fortress. That nigga is a brick wall. That nigga is a stone wall. He is con. He is he, he is Roman concrete. Like the nigga that lasted through the ages. But it's he like bro, throw, he literally just threw a dude just because, just because he was big. You know what his nickname was in college, which is really incredibly crazy. What silverback? Of all the damn nicknames you could have came up with, though, you know. I just know that's racist. It's just something about it feels racist, but. That nigga's strong as hell, though. That's, it's, it's like, yo, yo, you ain't calling me no silverback, no. It's like, yo, it's like, go ahead, man. Like, and, and we can't forget, this is the same dude that, that punched Richard Sherman dead in the face. Well, he open hand slapped him, but yeah. I mean, he, he muffed him. You, you know, it wasn't exactly a closed fisted punch. He did that to get away from fines. But yeah, no, Trent really, Trent really that dude. Like, he's like, I'm not. I'm not gonna call that a sucker punch because uh, it, 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 I'm not gonna call it fair. It's borderline. I'm not gonna call it. Yeah, it's borderline, but I can't call it a sucker punch because he literally walked up to Richard Sherman and said, "I told you I was gonna hit you in your fucking mouth." He said, "I'm gonna punch you in your face." He said, "Do it, boy." He said, "Do it." I won't punch you. Yeah, and then he did it. So great, Richard Sherman was like, "Oh shit, that nigga actually did it." And then he laughed at him and walked through and waved goodbye because they won. Richard Sherman hilarious. He a villain. He the original Eli Apple. He just was a better coverage corner. He was just a t- more talented Eli Apple. Right. You know what else is funny about Eli Apple, bro? All the hatred was targeted towards him directly. Like, every, it was hilarious. It's like, you said Cancun on three and just all the Cancun jokes were hilarious because people were like, bro, imagine Rick uh, Eli Apple checking into the hotel and all the NFL, all the Bills players see him checking in. I know that ain't who I think it is. Like, he was like, bro. I know that ain't <laughs> little big brother. Right. Do my eyes to see where you been, folks? <laughs> it's like, yeah. That shit. The thing, the, the thing about Eli Apple is there's a lot of guys, you know, who talk shit and they're like, Good natured, you're like, ah, man, it's water under the bridge after the game. We can laugh, we can laugh at it, we can dab it up. You're like, hey, don't do that shit next year. You're like, oh, but still do it. You got Apple's not that guy. The funny thing, his, I, I was telling you on your show, his, his trash talk is very coordinated. Like, he doesn't do it before games. I'm sure he probably does it during games because everybody talks during games, but like, he picks and chooses his battles. Like, He'd be talking big shit like after like playoff games, for example. Like if they win, he'd be nerve wracking. Like he really want to punch this nigga in the mouth. But like it, it's just hilarious the way he he does it. He's very coordinated with his. Like most people are just reckless. Jalen Ramsey just be talking to everybody. <laughs> you know he don't give a fuck. He'll fight for everybody. I'll fight all you niggas. Like like he's that Eli Apple be picking his battles. Jalen Jalen Ramsey is also from Florida. That is true. That is true. No, you know, you know that Florida. You you can say what you want about them. They don't give two fucks about nothing. They for better really or for worse. They really don't. Ain't never seen a positive headline with a Florida man. Never. Not not one. Never. <laughs> you know, Ron DeSantis I mean, is giving Florida man a new meeting now. So. I mean, if they took more AP classes, maybe they would. That you know, you know, the history of Florida man. They don't know their history. You know. They, they don't know the history of Florida, man. And, you know, maybe if they did, their lives would be a lot better. 
Probably would. Probably would. We have reached my favorite part of the show. It's a segment I like to call Big Time Plays of the Day. It's dedicated to all of the highlights of the week in the sports world and elsewhere. And we got to take a moment to step away from sports for a second because, once again, America has shown us that black people just don't matter. We're second-class citizens again. You know, it's just every few months they got to remind us and here we are again. Um, for those who haven't seen the video, and I don't recommend going and watching it just for your own health, because I'm not watching it. Tyree Nichols, a young man in Memphis, was viciously beaten by a handful of police officers. Um, five of them were black, and I think there was one guy who was white that has recently been fired. And he succumbed to his injuries, and now all five of those officers have been fired. I think they've been charged couple other things but like that footage people were comparing it to the Rodney King beating in 91 like that's how bad it is and I just gotta say like I'm really tired of this shit like I'm, I'm tired of it I'm beyond tired of it now like a lot of people I mean unlike a lot of people I watch the video I myself have a strong stomach and I, I understand things um, you can take that back to my elementary days when you learn about slavery and Holocaust. I I watched the shit. Yeah. Because I need to know what things look like to truly understand. Emmett Till's so face. This video, I, I, I saw this man get A-Town stopped. I saw this man get jumped by five people of justice, of the law. Now, I'm here to tell you. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it bad because I'm brown. And I say that in multiple meetings. But a simple fact, being a cop, black, white, brown, purple, indifferent, I don't like you. I don't trust you. I don't give a damn. Unless I have a personal relationship with you, you cannot be trusted once you put on that uniform. Because when you put on that uniform, you tell me that I... My black life does not matter. My black ass does not matter. The air I breathe should be sold for a dollar. That is what you tell me. And to see a video like this, and, and also the simple fact of the one white cop who was there, he got to he got to quietly be discharged while the other four black officers, their faces were painted across the media. So you you didn't even see it there. The point of all this is. Is there's not a song called Fuck Firefighters? Doctors. I mean, people don't rock with doctors, but like, it's not quite the same as with police. Like, like you said, and especially for this to happen, especially for this to happen in the city of Memphis, in a city that is so black by population and culturally, do and culturally. To do this to any man, like I, I, I get, there are bad people in this life. There, there are horrible people in this life. Don't no one deserve to get stomped out like that on the street. Five to one. There's only a handful of people that do. There's a very short list of people. Yeah. Well, you want to talk about gang violence? The boys, the boys in blue are the biggest gang in, the, in America. I ain't talking about Crips. Exactly. That's what I've been talking. I've had plenty of fights about this shit. Like, 
there's a lot of people in my life who somehow went down the path of being cops like my ex and a couple of my line brothers and and i used to somewhat go back and forth with them and it's just it's just a thing it's just like bro people want to and then there, there are people that want to play dumb and be like oh this is see black cops do it too it's not just white people and i'm like y'all are missing the point when you go down that road because the the whole thing the system the whole fucking system is trash like black cops white cops it don't matter cops in general the system of policing is where the issue is whether you're black white or whatever you're feeding right into the system like same with black judges you know like, like this idea that oh we need more black people to be police and black people to be judges that ain't gonna change shit I've seen it too many times. We saw it with Freddie Gray and all and all four or five of those cops were all black and they got off by a black judge. And here we are with Memphis. And, and it's just like, it don't matter what color the cops are because they still wear that blue uniform, like you said. So it's just like, bro, like I've, I've it, it, and I've never, I've been lucky enough to, like I haven't been pulled over, stopped, any of that type of stuff. But like, even when I'm driving, and maybe it's just these Connecticut police that don't give a fuck, but like, <laughs> like I be driving every time I pass an officer, I like look in my rear view a few times just to make sure I'm not being followed. Like, it's that serious. And I remember my girlfriend called me out on it a while ago, like not called me out, but like she asked me like why I do that, and it was like, yeah, oh, I'm definitely checking to make sure because I'm this is just this shit out here. It's crazy. It's disgusting, and and I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of reading about it. I'm tired of us having to go through this over and over. And I'm tired of people trying to justify why we should have this shit happen to us. Like, oh, he was no angel. Like, who gives a fuck? I don't care what he was stopped for. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, he shouldn't have been whatever. Like, do you think the penalty for if your child, when you when your child does something bad, for example, if she doesn't listen to you and you give her a spanking, are you going to beat her to death? Are you just going to start going ham on her because she eight chips <laughs> like you think you think that's except it's not acceptable if you do it but it's acceptable for the police to do it oh he should have complied like get the fuck out of here bro ain't nobody getting eight times stomp for a lack of compliance this is an abuse of power and black cops be worse than white ones sometimes because they want to flex on you they want to show you like whatever little power they've been given that's that's what that is like yo black cops are almost worse than the white ones sometimes Hey, and, can, and, and can we not forget one of the biggest signs of that this was total bullshit? If it takes five people to hold down one guy who is unarmed, by the way, it's not like the dude has an AK and you had a Mexican standoff. This is one guy, and it takes five of you, then you're just shitty at your job. And I've seen plenty I, of people with AKs that have been taken in alive. Bro, we saw Dylan Roof shoot a church up. And they took him to Burger King. Didn't put a scar on his face. Who fucking Bert got him a Whopper. Probably let him hear the jingle a few times. Like, this shit is fucking ridiculous. And that's before the jingle came out, too. Like, no. <laughs> like, this shit crazy. Like, I saw them taking the Parkland shooter. I mean, it's the, all these white mass murderers that be shooting schools that be getting taken in alive. But y'all beating the hell out of a black man for parking tickets and for jaywalking and just a bunch of other stupid stuff. Even it's getting to the point. Even if they do do something like, oh, he ran me over with his car. 
Y'all be taking mass murderers in a lot. I saw I saw white men storm the Capitol building and basically get off scot free. Commit treason. Tried to kill politicians, and most of them were able to go back home to their friends and family before getting arrested. And then when they get arrested, most of them are probably getting just about a year, some change, a couple two years. Like, and y'all beating the hell out of people for jaywalking tickets and shit. Like. She's <laughs> like, bro, like, how many different ways do we got to be told, like, yo, we do not matter in this country? Like, you know, but I'm just, I'm sick of this shit. And it's like, bro, at this point, like, nah, the, the other thing, too, people be talking about, oh, defunding the police is crazy. Like, no, fuck that. Defund the fucking police, bro. We don't need police. Police don't make communities safer. Some of the safest communities in America don't got no police officers. Like, and I know that for a fact because I live. Where my dad lives, the only police you see in the neighborhood are the ones that live there. It's not a policing don't make nothing safe. It's it's a lack of resources no. and, and, and shit that makes stuff dangerous. Like the lower income areas are not more dangerous. It's just y'all over police them and deprive them of resources and make it a doggy dog world out here. And that's what it is. That's that's what it is. It don't got nothing to do with more police ain't never been the answer. Never. No, it, it, it's it's this simple. When when you put it this, when you we always talk about kids. What do we say? Strict parents create rebellious children. Strict parents create sneaky children. So it's like, huh? If you have this area where you know you're going to put forth more effort to keep them secure, or police or you know quote unquote safe also can we can we just kind of throw out the notion that cops prevent crime because they don't cops cops 90 percent of the time do not prevent crime because for one they have to report it two they have to care to report it right and then three most of the time when you call police it's after some shit happened it's after some shit happened yeah we might find them and if we do we'll let you know <laughs> like you might might find them and what what you calling for may be so low on their priority list like you, you get your car stolen you know deep down hey there's not a whole lot they can do there's not a whole lot i can do but damn it someone should do something the police just not like hey fuck, i don't know what you think I can do about it. This happened 24 hours ago. That shit uh, chopped up and sold to old dude down the street. And then when you consider how much money goes to these police budgets, like I saw somewhere, the city of Memphis, 38% of their budget goes to police. And you got all these people living in abject poverty while 38% of the budget is going to police. You got these militarized police driving down highways. You got these secret death squads. You got like these tactical division units that really just are put together to harass black and brown people because they don't really do shit else. Like, you don't see none of that shit in the suburbs. You don't see none of that. You, you, you don't see a scorpion unit or whatever they called it in Memphis. You wouldn't see that going through certain neighborhoods. There's only certain neighborhoods you're going to see that being put together for. Like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, defund the fucking... Actually, no. Abolish the fucking police. Don't even defund it. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm like, right. like, yo, it's like, bro, you just 
ain't never gonna have me have no sympathy for no cops. Like that's what it was some shit that happened up here with, with the Connecticut police. I did not give a fuck. Like, I really didn't. Cause it was just like, bro, I don't care. I'm tired of this shit. And, and and I truly never will. And I, I will never I never want to hear that I was fearing for my life. You know what the fuck you signed up for. Exactly. Like, oh, you were fearing for your life. Then you don't need to be a police officer. Yeah, I, I've never seen I've never seen or heard a firefighter say I'm not going in that building because I'm scared for my life. Uh, yes, the yes, you are the fuck going in there. That's literally your job. That is literally what you signed up for. Captain Scully, if you showed up to work and said, I don't want to write today, what would happen? Probably be out of the job. So you sh- so they willingly show up and say, I don't want to police correctly today. And odds are nothing happens. Or they get transferred to some other department to do the same thing. Like that's the other thing that happens too. These niggas be repeat offenders, multiple complaints. Like the dude that killed George Floyd, he had like complaints before that in like whatever previous department he was in, and they transferred him over there rather than actually deal with the problem. Like this whole thing of like, oh, this, like it's only a few bad apples, nigga. They cut trees down over a couple of poison apples. So that's a horrible right. analogy. They will cut an entire tree down if you find one rotten apple. Or or two or three. If you find <laughs> like, if a tree gives you if any plant gives bad fruit, you deroot that plant. You say it in the Bible. It's in the Bible. You say that right in the Bible. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're known by your fruit. So it's, it's, all, it's all in the syllabus. It's, it's all in the, the syllabus. syllabus. And then the other thing, police training, at least from the outside looking in, it's so fucking trash, bro. Six months? It, it, it take it, it take a shorter time to be a police officer. I went to college for five years just to work at ESPN. And it took me another two years to get there because you needed experience. You needed, you needed like, you know, all type of stuff. Police, you go in. The only thing you're really doing for six months is just getting in shape. You know, or may- maybe you might learn the law. Somebody else mentioned the point, like, yo, lawyers go to like law school. It takes two years to actually know the law, but you only need six months to enforce it. You know, like it's just. I mean, I don't know if it's exactly six months. I guess it depends on different department departments, but like. It, it's really nothing. This shit is crazy. But all I gotta say, like, to wrap it up, I guess, is rest in peace to Tyree Nichols. He didn't deserve to go out like that. And you know, this is America. Shit is ridiculous. And we've been dealing with the same shit over and over. But rest in peace to Tyree Nichols, man. And shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies for, you know, the statement they put out and John Morant speaking on it and all that stuff. But we definitely, this, this, the whole shit they tried to pull after the George Floyd stuff to try to act like America has come so far. No, we haven't. Or no, they haven't. We're still right here again. And they're just going to still keep pandering and doing stuff. I don't want to see another congressman in fucking Kente Cloth taking a knee on the Capitol floor. Like, please respectively shut the fuck up and get up. <laughs> He's like, 
Yeah. Whole system is trash. But, yeah. With that being said, I guess we got to go back to sports. Um, it, it it's uh it's been a, it's been an interesting offseason in the WNBA. Um it hasn't been this much moving in a while, you know. Every now and then every sports league goes through a super team era, I feel like. And I think the WNBA is starting to have theirs. Like we thought we were getting it with Brittany Griner and um, Diana Taurasi and Skylar Diggins, but I think we actually got it now. The Aces who are fresh off of a WNBA championship have now signed Candace Parker with and what is probably gonna be her last season, maybe her last two seasons, to try to run it back one more time. And depending on what happens in New York with Brianna Stewart and some other people, it's looking it's looking scary in the WNBA. It's looking real, it's looking real crazy right now. I don't know why we keep letting this happen. I guess they're, I guess they're trying to say fuck Perry. You know, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. The Aces are a relatively new franchise, and they they are coming fresh off a of, off a of championship season. They say fuck it, when in doubt, we can get Candace and we can air this bitch out. Right now, a lot of people will say that Candace is old now. This isn't the Candace Parker that we've known for all these years. And there are people that say, and 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 there is some truth to that. I'm sure. Like, yes, she is 39 years old, and she does have one foot out the door anyway, because she talked about retirement last year. So once you start talking about it, you got one foot in and one foot out. But with that being said, even without her, they are still fucking deep. Kelsey Plum, crazy. Asia Wilson, the goat, and my future wife. Um, uh, shoot, who else? The the other the other girl on that team. I can't think of her name. I think she won MVP before or something. Oh man, I'm tripping. I'm blanking. But they had another. They had another girl on that team last year that like was their leading scorer for like one of the playoff series. They they got bodies, and then Becky Hammond coach of the year. So they're only going up. But like we said, New York got something to say about it because you got Sabrina Ionescu. They traded for John Quill Jones, and apparently Brianna Stewart looked like she might come to New York. So the Liberty gonna have something to say. And the Liberty can have everything they want to say. I, I'm saying, I'm, I, I've let it know since she got the pop seal of approval. This is a Becky Hammond stand account. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, Very much pro Becky Hammond over here. Because, look, you can say what you want by anybody else. Once you get that Greg Popovich seal of approval, ain't shit, I'm, ain't shit negative I'm ever going to say about you. So, Becky Hammond behind behind the board and Candace Parker is basically uh, a player's coach like Bill Russell was back in the day but he won that ring so I think this is an unstoppable force yes New York will be a thorn in their side you could say and they'll definitely and they'll most likely meet up in the finals but I, I think Candace just gives that veteran leadership and you know what there's something about the women's game that's so different of from the men that the OGs find ways to just still show the young ones you ain't on my level yet. It is true. I, I, I guess I guess you could just say because it's not based on pure athleticism because the women's game is based more on skill than just pure athleticism compared to the men's. And it's just when Candace gets down there and says, look, I've been dribbling this ball since you've been sucking on your mama's titty 
I, you are not prepared for me. And I think Asia Wilson, Asia Wilson being in her prime is also the point of I'm a vet. I'm more talented than you. And I still got some youth and athleticism in me. Young blood, you ain't ready for this. You're not. You're not. You don't want this young blood. You're blooded. And for, for any of you who have who have enough female friends, you would know they are dangerous when they start talking shit. They hit you where it hurts. So in case you don't know about women's basketball trash talk, they hit you where it hurts. They do. They do. They they be going that. They be going that. Same with the, the college game. College game is crazy. I, I like college. Women's college basketball is better than men's. I be trying to tell people. Like, it is way more entertaining. It's way more fun to watch. I think it's easier to follow because people stay for three and four years because you can't go one and done in women's game. So it, it's just better. And then... In, in turn, it makes the league better, even though there are parts, other parts of the WNBA that need to get better, like some of the things, you know, payment-wise and all that stuff. But just the product itself, so good. And it's only getting better. And even with some of the guy, people that are walking out, Sue Bird retired last year, Tarazi and Candace are probably up this year. Like, games in a really good place right now. It's, it's a lot of talent coming in, too. So, it, 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 WNBA is here to stay. College women's basketball, they actually have time to form rivalries like they used to in the men's game. Yeah, the, the age of one and done has kind of killed the rivalry. Like, yeah, Duke and North Carolina don't like each other, but that's not because of uh, the most recent guys. That's because of, you know, your Grant Hills and your J.J. Reddicks, the guys who stayed three to four years. Those guys create rivalries right and, and the coaches that stay there for 50 years and and yeah and there's there's a i would say there's a new crop of coaches in the women's game but it, it, it's almost like we've seen your coach k's and your roy williams step down because it was just their time hey gino only got so many more years left in right and you know guy rest their soul but past summit obviously no longer with us you know like some of the titans in the women's game are just not they're 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 coming to the end now you get this new crop up like don staley you know kim Mulkey's hanging around tara vanderveer's there like i mean we we, we have some good women's coaches too. It's, it's it's out there yes and, and if pat summit was alive today she'd still be getting them girls ass in tennessee Right. Speaking of which, speaking of which I, I was afraid of Pat Summit. She didn't even coach me. <laughs> speaking of, you know, we're a pro Becky Hammond. You know who else we're pro? This is a pro Don Staley guy. I salute Don Staley. You know, that is that. I freaking love Don Staley, man. Love South Carolina. It's just. It, look, the South Carolina basketball team, there was a few years ago, me and, me and one of my uh, good reporter friends, David Sales. We were talking about their big. I don't remember her name, but she was their center. When I tell you, this man hit me up and said she would dominate you in the post. And you know, he knows I'm a competitive dude and I don't, I don't play that. And I looked at her in them steps, like, this woman averages 15 rebounds. I'm like, you damn right. She can dominate me in the post. I wouldn't even try. It's probably Aaliyah Boston because she's still there. <laughs> her last year. I think, I think it was her. I want to say it was her. She a double-double machine. And I, I love how in the women's game that their powerhouses 
are not necessarily the same as the men's. I love that like South Carolina became a women's powerhouse. Tennessee has been one basically since Pat Summit been there. Texas A&M is always good. UT is always good. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. And these schools, when you look at their men's traditionally, like UT is okay traditionally in basketball. So is A&M. Don't know give a fuck about Mississippi State men's basketball. Or South Carolina. South Carolina don't want to get fucked. Except um, for that one year, Tennessee, that one year they ran to the Final Four, that one year. Besides that, I mean, every, nothing. I mean, pretty much every team gets a year or two of a good team. Tennessee is, Tennessee men's basketball is, is typically pretty good. Um, Stanford, don't give a fuck about Stanford's men's basketball. Not at all. I forgot they had a team on them. It's like, bro, it's, they don't know. Nobody don't give a fuck. Huh? Right. Yeah, like UConn is probably one of those where the programs are just about equal historically, but even UConn's men, UConn's men are like they had a good run in the 2010s, but then the NCAA took those away. So like whatever, but like UConn's women historically, like Gino's been holding shit down for about 40, 35, 30 plus years. Like, you want to hear a funny story about Gino that only Texans really know about? He tried to recruit my uh, my aunt a while back, but took it away because she had like a leg injury or something. But go ahead. Okay. So <laughs> there was a player in the in the mid nineties, early nineties, somewhere around that time. She was from Duncanville, Texas, which is you know ten minutes away from me. Yeah, I'm, I know you're going. Her name, her name is Tamika Ketchins. Some of y'all might remember Tamika Ketchins. Yep. Tamika Ketchins told Gino, no, I don't want to go there. And Gino took that shit so much to heart. He has not recruited a girl from Texas since. Yeah, Gino got a type. It, it's, it's interesting. He loved blonde-haired white women <laughs> from Minnesota and... In the whole East Coast. The East Coast. The DMV is a basketball hotbed, so he'd be getting a lot of talent from there, even though, you know. But yeah. Just just, <laughs> just imagine a grown man being so pissed at a teenage girl for telling him no that he says fuck an entire state. You know, out of context, like if somebody would have heard that out of context, they would get a little concerned. I mean, yes. <laughs> they would. That's the point. That's the point we're saying. A man got mad because a teenage girl said no. What the fuck y'all got going on over here? No, no. We're talking about basketball recruit. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> like, talking about Gino? Yeah, we talking about Gino. <laughs> talking about Gino. It's like, oh, my bad, my bad. All right. <laughs> it was really funny to walk in on. Yo, what the fuck? Like, yo, no, that's fine. But... Speaking of getting played, because Geno Smith, I mean, Geno Ariama clearly got played by Tamika Cushions in this case and took that shit personally like Michael Jordan. But while we're on that subject of getting played, you played yourself, dedicated to all the people that should have sat down and shut the hell up or should have learned how to take the answer no like Geno, you know? And here we are, obviously, speaking of being told no, for anybody who's not familiar with the name Marcus Stokes, he is a white quarterback from... I'm not even sure where. I think he's from the Florida area. I believe he's from Florida. Yeah, I believe he's from Florida. And he decided to be hard-headed. You know, we as black people constantly tell y'all, 
Stop saying the N-word. I don't give a fuck if it's in the song or not. We, 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 we tell y'all this, y'all don't want to listen. He decided to just full on nigga, just on Snapchat, 4K. You can see the man's face, all his freckles, everything. And you know what the University of Florida did? They took a scholarship away. They said, nope, you can go take your nigga saying ass and go somewhere else and say nigga because you're not doing it here. At least not publicly. At least not publicly. You can do it in the weight room. Just don't put it on the internet. Now, fast forward. Nobody will touch this kid. Nobody. Not even R. Kelly. Look, oh, wow. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> with that being said, guess who gave him a scholarship? I don't know. Scully, why don't you go ahead and tell the people? A historically black college in the state of Georgia by the name Albany State decided, you know what, we're going to extend an olive branch to this kid and give him a scholarship. Now, normally, I am all for getting second chances. I am not the type of person that is against anybody getting a second chance for the most part. It depends on like how bad you did something. Like If you're a repeat offender, then clearly you don't need no more chances. But like, I'm all for getting making a mistake and you know learning from your mistakes and all that stuff. But we as black people, it is not our job to save white people who say the N-word. I don't know why we think it is. No, I, I, I will give the kid grace that this was a stupid kid mistake to me. Right. I don't think his whole career should be taken from him because of it. I do believe, hey, yo, you say dumb shit like that, you got to go say that in Chuko for you. But, but yeah, there are consequences to your action. In this case, you lose your scholarship at the University of Florida. Yeah, you go, you go pull up at last chance. You go to EMCC, play for a year, and go go get an offer. But your second chance should not come from an HBCU. Not at all. I like, bro. I don't care that y'all are just trying to get higher prospects than you usually would get. I understand that. But damn it, have some dignity. Stand up. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, y'all are weak in the knees, bro. Like, at some point, bro, like, this whole thing of, like, like there are people who will argue that giving jobs to high-profile celebrity athletes like Ed Reed and Dion is, like, selling your soul for whatever type of things that you can get out of it. And I would disagree only because these are former Hall of Fame players who actually, like, played the game, and that is invaluable experience to learn from them. This is selling your soul, bro. He is a four star. He's not even a five star. He, he's a lower end four star at that. Like he's not one of those four stars that like was gonna walk into University of Florida and just immediately compete for the job. Like he, he's like, come on, bro. Like and and think about this. Do you do you know how ridiculous you got to be to get kicked out of the University of Florida? That's who ain't never gave a fuck about his image. No, the the only time they cared is when Cam Newton got caught. And they didn't even care then. They booted his ass out so quickly we forgot he went there. Exactly. They they unthrowed him for the record books. So it it is just look, Albany State, I get what you were trying to do. And, and when you get these new high profile coaches, look, you treat them like any other coach. If Deion Sanders had not put up good numbers or won any games in those three years in three years, guess what? He'd be fired. Exactly. And that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be, oh, they picking on me because I was successful. No, no, no. Any coach who shits the bed in three years, most likely they're getting fired. Exactly. Ed Reed, had he shit the bed in three, three years, four years, he would have been fired. Right. 
Actually, I don't even know. Dion may have set it up that he may not have even gotten three. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. We don't know. We never know what would happen. But that. But the point I'm saying is, bro, the University of Florida, who once gave a scholarship to Aaron Hernandez, you know, Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin. Urban Meyer was the coach there. You want to talk about draining the swamp? Like, you, you got... All led by Tim Tebow. All led by Tim Tebow. And then that's not even all. You got, you got, do you know how many arrests was on that one team? That team was horrible in the 08 Gators. For that fool to say, you know what, this nigga might not be, he, he, he it's a little too much of going on with you. You got to go. For that school to say that, ain't no HBC in the world. Nigga, please. Then, then you're going to rescind it after getting chewed out by the athletic director. This whole thing, bro. Come on. See, no. See, when that happens, this is all you got to do. And anybody relatively young, listen to me. Own up to it. Just say, look, I fucked up. I understand it was wrong. I shouldn't have did it. I take my lumps. We will respect you more for that. The world will respect you more for saying I fucked up. I take my lumps. I mean, but he you did say that. But it's like it took the athletic director or president of the school basically saying, "Look, this is not going to work. This is not going to happen. We have ideals that we stand by here. We're not selling our at, soul, at least publicly. publicly. We have ideals that we stand by. It is one of those you dumb motherfucker respectability this, politics. You know, this is this is why you have a close friends. Exactly." And I know football players are never going to rat their teammates out. They'll just be like, oh, he made a mistake. You know, he's our guy. You know, we don't care about that racism stuff. Because, you know, athletes are all apolitical anyway. But, dog, that, when his own father said they were shocked by this, we didn't expect it. Like, come on. You catching the athletes off guard? First of all. What are we doing here? First of all, any time a father says, I'm shocked. I, my child would never act like that. Yes, no, 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 not that. I'm saying he was he was he was surprised that they got an offer from it from Albany State. They said they didn't expect that. I mean, yeah, I, I, I bet they've never even heard of Albany State. Right. Like, oh, a colored you? Oh wow. <laughs> it's like, the coloreds? The coloreds have colleges now? Good for them. Wow, I didn't know. Hmm. Wow. Like, yeah, that's shit. It's it like, bro, come on, bro. And then, and then apparently they're not the only HBCU. Alabama A and M got in on the party now. So we'll see what happens National Signing Day because it's in two days, February first. So, but this this is ridiculous. He he like it's, it's so many lower tier D one schools. North Dakota State, some one of them could have given him. You know, an olive branch, not Alabama A and M, not Albany State, and not any other HBC. You know, we got enough problems. Man, you better hit up Buddy Stevens at EMCC. Pull up at my alma mater at Cisco College. You, you know, there's JUCOs everywhere that'll take you because that's truly what you deserve. Yo, coach under uh, Jason Brown. <laughs> I'm your head. Face that. Hey, what y'all know about Coach JB? I see him on TikTok being wrong about shit all the just time. Just wrong as hell. Just wrong as two left shoes all the time. Wrong as fuck. It, 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 it brings me to ask, how did you get a job? Well, it was a Juco. It wasn't the highest of standards there. <laughs> it was on Last Chance U. It wasn't like a regular Juco. This was Last Chance U. 
And believe me, man, that show cannot do true code the true justice it is. Exactly. If you don't know, if you ain't never been, you truly don't Juco know. Juco not for the week. I know plenty of friends that went through it. Juco is not for the week. Me? I'm friends that went through <laughs> You're friends. You are friends. You're one of them, though. I know some guys I went to school with that went to, like, some of the top Juco's. And it's like, bro, it's, it, it is ruthless because you only get yeah. two years. Man, let me, I'll tell y'all. What do y'all know about a cafeteria running out of food? I went to HBCU, so I know pretty well, actually. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no. Like, if you, if you, not, not like on purpose. Like, if you got in late, especially on Friday, Chicken Wednesday, maybe out of food. Or at least out See, of chicken. What, did they run out of the good food that she wanted or just food and chicken? The chicken. See, see that, that don't count. That just means they ran out of the food you wanted. Uh, we would run out of food. We would run out of food. Period. Oh, see, no, yeah, no, no, we ain't doing that like that. We ain't get them. No, no. Now HBCU one of the higher up ends. You know, we we actually got money coming in. Some of these other schools are struggling, but but anyway, no, that's not the point. The point is, in JUCO, it's rough. It is rough. And imagine the niggas that go out in like Kansas and stuff, like like going to JUCO in like Nebraska somewhere. Hell on earth. Some little rinky dink town in the middle of Nebraska. Not even Omaha. It's just one of the other ones. Where, where I went to Juco was some rinky dink town in the middle of nowhere where it said the population was 1,300. That population went on fucking 1,300. Probably, like 300. Probably like 800. I ain't never been in a small town that small. I just can't even like fathom it. Town that small? Let me tell you, Captain Scully. You never been. <laughs> You ever been in a town so small it didn't have a McDonald's? No, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, no, I can't even think about that. Like, I did not know that was legal. I thought to be a town, to be recognized as a town slash city, whatever town shit, you need a police station, post office, grocery store, McDonald's, and all of them things could be the same building. But yeah, you gotta have yeah, I've been to some small towns just driving through. Like, I remember, you know, like football in high school like they'll take you to like Shepherd or they'll take you to some little small college somewhere like so you see that but like yeah that's it <laughs> no dog I'm telling you when you at the grocery store you know buying buying stuff for the door random dude comes up to you and asks so what position do you play knowing because you're black and you're in that town you have to play at the college because there's no other reason for you to be there yeah, you people ain't normally here like that, so obviously you play something. <laughs> oh, that's a hundred percent. And the only men's sports that they had was football and baseball. So it was literally, hey, if you a tall white guy who's not, you know, built like an offensive lineman, odds are you a baseball player or the quarterback. And shit, our quarterback was six six. You ain't think he played baseball? Or they both? Because now quarterbacks be playing baseball, so. I mean, yeah, but once you get to JUCO, you don't pretty much decide if it's one or the other. Right, I was about to say, ain't no two sport athletes in JUCO. Ain't, you know, ain't nobody got that much time. Ain't no one got that much time. Ain't, ain't enough hours in the day. Ain't enough hours. But speaking of hours, um, moving on to the next segment. Uh, so, <laughs> we don't normally talk about WWE on this podcast. Um, it's, you know, it's been a while since I watched it. But every now and then I'll see highlights just because I like the old days, you know. But 
these days, it's, it's a lot of change going on with WWE. You know, it's a lot of stuff going on. And obviously, one of the changes is somehow Logan Paul has ingratiated his way into the WWE universe. And what the hell I saw in this video, I'm still trying to understand what I saw. I've never, even for WWE, I know stuff is fake. But for two grown-ass men to jump mid-air and knock each other out cold, I've never seen nothing like that before. What is going on here? I mean, don't you just love great entertainment? Yes, yes, because that was hilarious. Wrestling, honestly, wrestling has gotten better now that I'm an adult. Yep. And I can see and hear the stories of wrestlers. Like, the fact that they direct each other mid mid-match like they talking to each other in the middle of the ring while they throwing each other around like like me and D can tell y'all all the time wrestling is rig is rigged not fake so when, when the undertakers when they go out there and the undertakers like i we both know i'm supposed to win this match that don't mean we can't make it look sexy right i'm like bro y'all have the coordination with each other to in a two-second time span in a split second, you decide, hey dog, kick me, kick me, and you both know how to act it out and make it look good. I love that shit. And back in the day, in like the attitude era and stuff, like when they used to just do wild shit, like rip women's shirts off and shit. I'm like, bro, what are y'all? It's like bro, the stuff they were doing in the early 2000s. Vince McMahon is going to have to answer to Jesus Christ for his sins because it's like, bro. Even though the writing apparently has gotten way better now. Like, just the writing, just the scripts, is way better from what I've seen now. And, and look, let us never forget, there used to be something called a bra and panties match. Yep. I don't need I don't need to go into details. Just we take know, that we know as you will. We know what it was. Yep. And, and then, also keep in, fact, keep in mind that this is supposed to be a kid, somewhat kid-friendly entertainment. There's like six-year-old kids with sides. See it all of this. Like it's violence, nudity. It's GTA. It really is a, GTA. It was GTA for the longest time. <laughs> hey, come fuck my mom, bitch! Like you know, like it just—it was real crazy. Now it's just about you know Roman Reigns beating the hell out of somebody chained up to a to a to a ring. You know, like it's Brock Lesnar just f fiving the hell out of everybody. Like you know, Brock Lesnar is hilarious, bro. To run from UFC to the WWE and then run back to UFC and then it wasn't working out there and to go back. He is one of the most dominant athletes ever in a rig sport. <laughs> and then UFC and the NFL. Not, went, not to mention, but well, not to mention, he went. To, he was in WWE first, tried his hand at the NFL, back to WWE. To UFC to get his ass whooped a few times. He, he turned into an okay, decent fighter. And then went back to the WWE. That's just, they, they ain't been a run like that since MJ dominated, retired, and came back to dominate. Or Brett Favre when he retired, went back to the Jets, retired, went back to the Vikings, retired again, and then came back for the time. Or Carl Malone since he beat the justice system went back to playing basketball beat the justice system again and then retired from public viewing you know you know OJ retired from giving a fuck when he got out of jail (laughs) you know and and now I I see him on my TikTok feed 
Like, why is this man just casually sipping orange juice and talking about NFL running backs? Exactly. You know? Talking about dude needs to watch his tone. Really, OJ? Really? That's what he needs to watch, OJ? How about you? What do you need to watch? Tell, tell us, OJ, about, you know, calming down and keeping your, your cool. Tell us tell us more. <laughs> you know? Like, go ahead, bro. Like, get the, get the, you know. And speaking of getting the fuck up out of my face, the Empire State Building has some explaining to do. Because in the city of New York, where the Giants reside, you want to talk about being weak in the knees? Lighting the Empire State Building up in green and white to honor the Philadelphia Eagles in the city of New York. You are weak in the knees. Stand up. Stand up. I, I don't fully understand it. I don't. I don't know why we're honoring the Eagles, but um, I, you know what? All of this is just more cowboy slander. That's really all. That's really what we're gonna do. Like it's like, bro, do you understand how badly of an ass whooping you had to get for the Eagles to be putting your? I mean, for the for the the state of New York to be putting your colors on, and then for them to try to do that quick save and say, oh, and then we're gonna light it up red and yellow and honor the Chiefs too. No, 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 Maybe if you did the Chiefs first, you could call that BS. Yeah, do the Chiefs first. You didn't think about that. You didn't think about that. They, which is crazy. They played second. It was more recent. They did. It was. It was a lot. It should have been a lot fresher on your mind. Just come, come on, man. At least try to play it off and say like you honoring the Jets because the Jets agreed. Yeah, but not that shade. The, the the specific shade they used was eagle green. It wasn't like the, the Jets candy apple green or whatever. It wasn't that. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, bro. I, 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 that's why I said play it off. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, bro. They they, they are now horrendously bad for that. Like, it, I guess it's just the state of New York sports because they can't do shit right. Can't they're, do they're, shit. They're, they're, <laughs> The Nets and Kyrie are okay, but you know Kyrie will find a way to fuck you up. They gonna mess uh, up. The Knicks, the Knicks are the Knicks. The Yankees, the Yankees gave that shit away. Aaron Judge in the playoffs turns into Aaron Judge ain't Pablo Sanchez in the playoffs. If you if you know backyard sports, you know. Right, he go from Aaron Judge to Aaron and the jury. Shit, crazy. He do. <laughs> the Mets are a real nigga. Speak on the Mets are fucking clown franchise. You know the Mets are the Mets. Which is the other thing. The Mets spending all this money this year. Uncle Steve spending all this money. They're going to get bounced out in round one again. It's going to happen again. Watch. They're going to get bounced out again by the Padres or somebody again. Because it happens every year. No matter how much money they spend, they're going to get even more embarrassed. It happens every year. I hate the Mets, as, as, if you can't tell. I hate the Mets. Because <laughs> I'm a Nats fan. So. Really? I had no yeah, but with that being said, we're gonna move on to more positive things. Well played, dedicated to just feel good stories, and shout out to Jamal for just randomly entering a sumo wrestling contest. I need to understand. Tell tell us tell the people about your your experience this past week. Okay, okay. First of all, it was not a sumo wrestling contest. It was just a, the Dallas Sumo Club was demonstrating. And it was taking volunteers and challenges. And being the nigga that I am, I'm like, fuck it. Let's do this. Uh, I, I truly do not have the answer to 
how the fuck I be getting myself into these situations, I truly don't have that answer. I mean, no answer. We, we are adventurous niggas, you know? We explore shit. You know what? The worst part about this entire thing is I sent that video to some of my family, and you would expect them to be like, Jamal, why the hell are you sumo wrestling? Jamal, where did you even find that? All my family was like, so is that your new hobby? Is that what you do now? Why are we, why are we not concerned? Because we're here we now. Like it's two things. One, this is the level we're at. Two, you grown. <laughs> it's like, yo, that's, that's what it is. You know, black parents, once you move out the house, they don't care what you do. It's like, oh, they're here's Nikki like, go again. That is like, look, I, we know you. We've met you. This is not the dumbest thing you've ever done in your life. It is not the dumbest thing you're probably going to do this week. It's like, Grammy. Just because it's true, I mean, you got to say it like Right, you ain't got to say it like that. Shit. But for, for y'all who, who want to see the video, I, I, I've said it to Captain Scully. He's seen it. He'll, maybe he'll post it on his social. That's up to y'all. Oh, that was a video? I thought it was a picture. I haven't even looked at it yet. Bro, you, you can't tell me you didn't see the video I put in the chat. No, I, 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 Sydney put like a photo or something in there. I thought it was a photo, but I didn't actually look at the video. Like I got to go back and look at that. I got to go back and look. Maybe it you is- said... The short version is a whole 37 second video. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and look. I'm gonna look. Yeah, y'all, I saw it. Pretend like y'all didn't hear this. I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Just know, just know, Jamal, we put in work in the sumo ring. You know, <laughs> watching those anime, you get powers. You get powers. You get powers. You know, you know, and everybody needs somebody in their corner to support them when they do stupid shit. You know, so shout out to Jamal for having that person in his corner. Oh, you got it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go look at it later. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, with that being said, we're going to wrap it up. One final question. So we talked at the beginning of the show about the two teams that got to the Super Bowl, but not directly about the two of them playing. There are so many storylines to come out of this Super Bowl. So, Jamal, I just got to ask you, which one is your favorite? Because there's a lot of them. Man, there's a lot. There's... I love the Kelsey brothers, except when I have to play one of them twice a year. Um, obviously, we got the two black quarterbacks playing each other, but I'm going to take it a one step further. I'm going to say we have two black Texan Big 12 quarterbacks playing each other in the Super Bowl. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Suck it, SEC. I don't want to hear it. Even though Jalen Hurts, for his first four years, did go to the University of Alabama. But he's, he's he got drafted from Oklahoma, so I, I feel it. Not, not, not first four, two. Because remember, he started as a true freshman. Started as a true freshman, got to the national championship, and got benched until it came back with the win. That whole next year, they, him and Tua were going back and forth, and they eventually chose Tua. Then he dipped and went to OU. Oh, yeah, he graduated and grad transferred to OU. Yeah. Yeah, so arguably, so arguably, he spent the same amount of time on the field at OU as he did for Bama. And he was better at OU. He was a better quarterback at OU. And, and you know what? Bama chose Tua over him, so that's why he don't play him. That's, yeah. why, that's why I don't want to see I don't want to see any Bama graphics of him claiming Jalen Hurts. Nah, y'all didn't want him. Hey, you know what else? Good. You know what else? You know what else? The first black woman agent 
for Jalen Hurts. He's the first person to be represented by a black woman in the Super Bowl. He is the youngest nigga in the Super Bowl. Also, a couple other stories I like. You mentioned because of all of that stuff. That's cool. We got four HBCU products on both sides of the ball. We got Javon Hargrave, who had 11 sacks, South Carolina State legend. We got Matt McCain, North Carolina A&T legend, who plays for the Eagles. We got the two defensive backs who teamed up for that interception against Joe Burrow. Um, one went to Fayetteville State, and the other one went to Howard H. You know, and so yeah, you know, four HBCU products, and then. Like we said, first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks squaring off. You know, during Black History Month. <laughs> you know, in a city that the la- that was the last to make MLK Day uh, a federal holiday. You know, <laughs> it, it just all comes together. You, you just can't make this kind of stuff up. You can't make this up. Like, yeah, that is really crazy that they're going to be playing in the state that became the last one. And, they, and the only reason they did it is because the NFL, here's where this all comes together again. They threatened to pull the Super Bowl in 1993 if they did not make it a federal holiday. <laughs> you know, you know, we are up. City niggas are up, bro. It, 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 February, it's good month. Good month. And we getting Kang and, and Ant-Man this year. He about to put up 35 and 15 against Ant-Man. Bro, Black History, man, this is going to be a good month. This February is going to be a good damn February. <laughs> I'm telling you, nigga. Let me tell you. Sorry, no, let me stop. Anyway, we have made it to the end of another great episode. Shout out to Jamal for coming through here and spreading ignorance with the world like the rest of us. Hey man, this is this is what we do: spread ignorance to the world, let the people see me sumo wrestle, and you know, bring social justice because fuck the police coming straight from the underground. Exactly, exactly. Fuck the police. Fuck the prison system. America's trifling and ghetto. But with that being said, we got two black quarterbacks in the, in, in, the, in the Super Bowl. A black woman agent for one of them. One of them is a Q-Dog. You know, the most impeccable fashion sense. You know, and King, King Dynasty. About to put up 35 and 10 against Ant-Man. So, we tell you, niggas is up. Don't let them keep you down, because we are niggas. We are black people, actually. We're not niggas. We are African Americans. Plus Mark. Plus Mark. Mark is rocking with us. <laughs> you know, happy with Mark, because he's rocking with it. But yeah, this is the Play-By-Play Analysis Podcast. This is your boy Devin Ashby, SKA Play-By-Play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. We got to get out of here. I'm going to see y'all when I see y'all. Deuces. We out.